Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong. Yes, it is Leonard Birdsong back with you on TalkZone.com. I'm happy to be here. As usual, I'm broadcasting from the city beautiful. That's Orlando, Florida. Warm today, no rain yet, but we'll probably get some. As you know, my show is a unique blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, and information. I'll never provide you with fake news on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Everything I talk about is real. Today... I want to do some of my criminal, dumb criminal law stories. When I say do them, I want to read some. And we're going to talk about Caitlyn Jenner, the transgender lady who wants to now run for the Senate from California. I have a guest, Glenn Peter Ollers. He's a law professor who's going to talk about intellectual property. There will be some news tidbits and some riddles as usual. And today is July... 20th, 2017. Yes, July 20th, 2017. This is the 48th anniversary of men walking on the moon. It was 1969, July 20th. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon for the first time. How about that? Well, I know you want to hear some of my dumb criminal law stories. That's one of the features of the program. I'm a law professor myself, and I written serious articles, but I like collecting these stories about dumb criminal criminals from around the world. But before I do, I've got to remind you that today, July 20th, is also National Lollipop Day, folks. July 20th has always been Lollipop Day, and Lollipop Day allows us to celebrate and enjoy the creation of lollipops. Could you imagine how sheltered our childhood and perhaps adulthood would be if the lollipop had never been invented? It sure would be a lot but duller and probably a less tasteful world. What about Lollipop Day? Well, the original or the origins come from a fellow by the name of George Smith. He was the owner of Bradley Smith Company, and he invented and patented the lollipop in 1908. Legend has it that George named the lollipop after his favorite racehorse, Lollipop. <laughs> the Ras, the Racine Connectioners, I'm sorry, the Racine Confectioners Machinery Company claims to have created National Lollipop Day. There is a little controversy as to when the first created or who first created the automated lollipop machine. The Racine Confectionery Machinery Company claims to be the first to create a machine to automatically make lollipops. Their machine made 40 lollipops at a time. A fellow by the name of Sam Bourne of California also claims to have created the first automatic lollipop machine. This would be in 1916. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> it was called the Bourne Sucker Machine. <laughs> After Sam Bourne invented it, the Bourne Sucker Machine. Well, what do you do on lollipop day? You should probably go out and buy yourself a bag of lollipops. Then, you know, you can share it with your friends, both adults and children. 
and have a good time. All right, you probably didn't know today was National Lollipop Day, but Birdsong is here to tell you these kinds of things. I want to read some of my dumb criminal law stories. I have some stories today that are all new that I've been working on. These stories all come from Florida today. From Florida today. They're not from all over the world and all over the United States. All of them come from Florida because Florida seems to have a lot of dumb criminals. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. So let's start out here. First story from Florida. Headline, almost naked as a jaybird. It has been reported that Alexandra Pablos, 26, got most of her jail jumpsuit caught in the fence while escaping from the Orange County Jail early this month, according to officials. Thus, when a police dog wrestled her into submission, she was wearing only a bra, panties, and a jail ID card around her neck. She is now safely back in the Orange County Jail with a new charge of prison breach. The next story, headline, a terrible shot in the groin. We learned that a Florida man could be jailed for accidentally shooting himself in the penis. Cedric Jeltz, 38, of Jacksonville, Florida, ran to the bathroom of a stranger's home after he sat on his gun in his car and the gun went off. The homeowner followed Jelks, saw that he was wounded, and took him to a hospital where Jelks underwent surgery. We learn that Jelks may now face jail time for possession of a firearm because of his 2004 felony conviction for cocaine possession. As most of you know, convicted felons are not allowed to carry or own firearms. A terrible shot in the groin, said the headline. <laughs> These stories never go away, folks. Ugh, said the headline, from butt to mouth. Ugh, from butt to mouth. A woman charged with heroin possession gained more charges when jailers found a bag of meth in her butt, according to authorities. Her name, Summer Adamson, 30 years old, was originally put under arrest a few weeks ago after police found a syringe and heroin in her car. As she was being booked into jail, Adamson pulled the baggie from her hindquarters and put it in her mouth, but not fast enough for Collier County Sheriff's deputies to miss it. Another charge was added, possession of meth. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Another story from Florida. The headline for this one read, quote, 9-11 crime ring. A man who authorities say called 911 nearly 100 times in one day has been arrested. Clearwater, Florida police said a Facebook post that Michael Mott posted indicated he called the department 98 times using two phones in mid-July, that's just a few days ago, in an attempt to get money seized during a drug arrest in January. Mott was charged with making hara harassing telephone calls, and he has not gotten his money back that had been seized by the police. Our next story from Florida, the headline, Fake it until you make it, not. 
A man pretending to be a police officer was arrested when he tried to pull over a woman who turned out to be a real-life police officer. Milton Perez, 46 years old, allegedly rolled down the window of his Ford Mustang, flashed a fake silver badge, and ordered Miami police officer Kenya Falat to stop her car. Falat, who was driving an unmarked police car, promptly charged him with impersonating an officer and false arrest. Yeah, that one is pretty funny, isn't it? All right, next story. <clears throat> the headline to this one read, Need a lift? It appears that a Florida man was tired of walking, so he stole a $38,000 forklift and drove it to his home in Port Orange, Florida. We learned that this was not Bradley Barefoot's first forklift heist. He also stole one a year ago in Daytona Beach, officials report. He just does not learn his lesson, does he? All right, enough of the forklift heist. Okay. This one, this next story from Florida, is has a headline that says, The Lord Works in Mysterious Ways. We read that two friends now laugh about their unlikely first meeting in 2013. That's how the story starts. In that year, 2013, one was robbed, or when one robbed the other at a Florida gas station, there was a run arrest made. Blake Walker spent three years in prison for the $198 gunpoint stick-up of Tristan Gibson in St. John's, Florida. When he was released from the Who's Gal, Gibson found him on Facebook and wanted to give him hell. Instead, they became friends, talking daily about their similar battles with substance abuse. Quote, I think we were meant to cross paths, Gibson says. She goes on to say, our higher power works in mysterious ways. How about that one? It wasn't that funny. Okay, we're going to move on here. Here's another story from, okay, another story from Florida, folks. It's called, the headline read, Four Loco Blackout Trouble. You've heard of this stuff, Four Loco. It's a caffeinated energy drink. I guess it has some alcohol in it. Story starts with a quote. The last thing I remember is drinking a couple of Four Locos. Jonathan Race, 20, told Florida police after he allegedly broke into a Daytona Beach Marina and stole a 36-foot boat. The boat later plowed into a beach at full speed. But Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission officers said no one was found aboard. Race was later found uninjured while telling investigators he had blacked out, was rather drunk, and was just making stupid decisions. He certainly did. Drinking for Loco is one of the stupid decisions. The next story, the headline reads, Crash Bang. 
A Florida man had hidden himself from police in the drywall above a shower. That is, until it gave way and he came crashing down onto the bathroom floor. The man, who had several felony convictions on his record, was being chased by police when he bolted into a woman's apartment in Winter Haven, Florida, sparking a search with a police dog. He hid, of course, the bathroom ceiling. He was arrested on the bathroom floor and taken into custody. All right, crash bang. Cookie Monster says the next story. That's the headline, Cookie Monster. A man was arrested for allegedly smuggling 11 ounces of cocaine in a Cookie Monster doll. Camus McNair, 39, of Key West, was pulled over by a sheriff's deputy for overly tinted windows when the deputy smelled marijuana. He searched McNair's backpack and found the heavier-than-usual doll and its contents at sheriff's deputies in Monroe County. A Cookie Monster doll with 11 ounces of cocaine. Mm-mm-mm. All right, the last story for today. From Florida, the headline, Hotsy Totsy Irony. A woman was arrested for allegedly leaving her child in a hot car. Then she complained the entire way to jail that she was too hot. Colleen Walker, 30, left her five-year-old in a hot, locked car while she shopped for 30 minutes, according to surveillance videos in the store. Quote, Walker was complaining that the back seat of our patrol car was too hot for her on her way to jail and asked our officer to turn the air conditioning up, said Daytona Police Lieutenant Dan Dietrich. This is irony at its best, folks. Irony at its best. All right, folks, those are all of the, those are all of the dumb criminal law stories I have for today. Next week I'll have some more for you. I've been working on these stories. Right now we're going to take a pause for the cause and I'll be back with you on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Stay tuned. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and consumer debt counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor... Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his TalkZone Internet radio program. And now you can read more.
more of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at leonardbirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs, or at least a few chuckles, from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author link at leonardbirdsong.com. Attention all civilians. You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Welcome back. This is Leonard Birdsong. You know, um, I've written about uh, LBGT people with respect to those, some of them being persecuted because of uh, their gender, and I've written some articles about it. And, you know, I, I take it very seriously. I came across a story this weekend that I wanted to talk about. It's about Caitlyn Jenner. She said on Sunday that she's eyeing a run for a U.S. Senate seat in California. She said, I've considered it. I like the political side of it. She, of course, was the Olympic gold medalist reality TV star and transgender activist who we used to know as Bruce Jenner. She said all of this on a radio show on Sunday out in California. She went on to say, over the next six months or so, I've got to find out where I can do a better job. Can I do a better job from the outside, kind of working the perimeter of the political scene, being open and talking to anybody, or are you better from the inside? And we are in the process, she goes on to say, to determine that Jenner, who was, as Bruce Jenner, won a gold medal in the 1976 Olympic decathlon and came out as transgender in 2015. She worked with the American Unity Fund to educate GOP lawmakers on LGBT issues. She says, The perception of the Republican Party is that they are all about rich white guys trying to make money. I would hope in the next generation that we can change the perception of the Republican Party and make it the party of equality. That's what Jenner said. She's 67 years old now. The cultural shift, she added, should now come at the expense or should not come at the expense of deeply held conservative values. It should come along with conservative values economically. I believe in little things. Like the Constitution, I believe in limited government. I don't believe in government so much. I believe in the people of this government and country. I believe in people, not in massive government, said Jenner. As you might know, Caitlyn Jenner was married to Chris Jenner, the matriarch of the reality TV show The Kardashian Clan. Despite voting for President Trump and attending his inauguration, the lifelong Republican has said she felt betrayed when President Trump rolled back the Obama protections for transgender students to use bathrooms and locker rooms in schools. She went on to say, when you take away protection in the schools, 
To be honest with you, it's devastating to those kids. She went on to say these politicians say it is to protect their children in the bathrooms, but young people will die and they are transgendered. Suicide rates will go up. What if it was your kid? The federal government is basically saying you don't really exist. I was outspoken when Trump said that, and I should be. Now, as a resident of Malibu, California, Caitlyn Jenner would likely be running in 2018 for the seat held by Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein. Feinstein is 84 years old and has not said whether she will seek re-election. The state's junior senator in California is a young lady by the name of Kamala Harris, who was sworn in this year as a junior senator. Her term does not expire until 2023. Although I have championed the cause in some of my writings about LGBT people getting uh, asylum for being persecuted in their own countries, I just wonder, will our country vote for a transgender person to be a senator in the United States Senate? I have nothing wrong with it, but I think that Caitlyn Jenner has a long row to hoe to win that seat. But we will see. You heard this for the first time on Leonard Birdsong Radio, that the first transgender person running for the Senate will be Caitlyn Jenner, who was married to, um, to um, I can't find her name, Chris Jenner originally, who was the matriarch of the reality TV show The Kardashian Clan. So stick with us. You may hear more about that. You may have also heard today, ladies and gentlemen, that O.J. Simpson has arisen again. He's 70 years old, and he's up for parole. Now, O.J. Simpson, of course, beat a double murder prosecution in California back in 1994-95. Later in 2003, he was convicted in a robbery case where he felt people were stealing his memorabilia without paying for it. He was given a 9- to 33-year sentence in Nevada. He is in prison. He's having a parole hearing today. It is going to be televised. It's going to be televised on, uh, I think, Fox News. It's going to be later this afternoon. I'm not going to watch it. I've had enough of O.J. Simpson. Seemingly, he will not go away. Now, again, I don't know what's going to happen in the parole hearing, but this is sort of a circus, and O.J. Simpson has been a circus since the alleged killing of his former wife, Nicole Brown, and her friend. But he beat that rap. But he's been in prison now for nine years. He's 70 years old. I just don't know why in our society people we still have to see O.J. Simpson's Parole hearing. I think it's unseemly. Personally, I hope he does get parole. Nine years for what he did in prison is probably enough. But it's my understanding that they're going to have Mark Furman, the police detective who testified against O.J. Simpson as one of the people who moderate or tell what's going on in the parole hearing, and uh, the prosecutor who prosecuted him may have some say in this. 
Marsha Clark, who was the head prosecutor, will not be involved. I'm not going to watch. Maybe you will, and if you do, I hope you enjoy it. We will see what happens. There's a good chance that he will get parole. I'm told that he has been a model prisoner for the nine years that he's been in jail. All right. We're coming up to a break here, but I want to tell you I've got a guest coming on the show. He is a colleague of mine. His name is Glenn Peter Allers, and he is a associate dean for information services at the Barry Law School in Orlando, Florida. He's been on the faculty for 15 years. He earned his law degree at Washburn University in Topeka, Kansas, and a master's degree in education for library science at the University of South Florida in Tampa, in Tampa, Florida. He has worked in libraries for most of his life. He says that since second grade, when he helped the visiting librarian shelf books on her library cart in the Dewey Decimal Order way back in second grade, that was his first foray into being a librarian. Now, we're going to talk about intellectual property because Dean Allers primarily teaches property law, copyright, international copyright, and the survey of intellectual property courses at our school, which introduces students to the laws of copyright, patent, and trademark. He's authored a number of books and several articles. He was on the editorial board of the Washington Law Journal and edited a handful of newsletters. He currently maintains two blogs. One is called Me Walls, the other Avocado Love. Although he's had many accomplishments, he's proudest of his six magnificent children. We will be back with Dean Allers in just a few moments. Stick with us. This is Talk Zone Radio with Leonard Birdsong. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. 